Hello, my name is Sarah Mullally and I have the privilege of being the Bishop of London. I'm here today with Bishop Rob Wickham to talk about the troubling and very current issue of knife crime. Most of us will have seen the reports on the news with violent crimes becoming more and more common with young people across the country. But it's particularly bad in London. Uh, And so I've asked Bishop Rob to join me today as he's involved with trying to tackle this problem. Now, Bishop Rob is the Bishop of Edmonton. The Diocese of London is split into five areas, so he looks after one of the areas. But also he takes a lead for us on certain issues, knife and violent crime being one of those. So welcome, Rob. Thank you. Now, Bishop Rob, I want to start really by asking you a question uh, uh, about the fact that you're a father. You're a father of three young children uh, living in London. Does it concern you that uh, there is such levels of violent crimes being a father with three young children? Thank you. It concerns me greatly. Uh, My eldest is 15, my middle child is 11 and my youngest is 5. And the 15-year-old and 11-year-old are travelling every day by public transport. They get on the tube, they get on the bus to go to school, they come back, they meet up with their friends, they come back sometimes a little bit late at night and they come back in the dark. And all those issues which affect any parent actually about children being out late uh, of an evening, you know, we're, we're, we're concerned about their safety, we're concerned about their health. Uh, and we want to try and make the environment as safe as possible for them. So yes, it affects as a family. The good thing is, of course, is that we try and encourage a conversation with our children about these issues. We ask them if they're safe. We ask them their responses about the issues. We ask them what's going on at school. And I think a key part of it for me is making sure there's really good dialogue when we can with our children about these particular issues. So it's um, so this isn't an academic challenge for us this is a very real challenge isn't it part of our lives absolutely and like most parents you know we've had the same arguments about kinds of mobile phones smartphones or not as the case may be about computers in bedrooms about televisions in bedrooms all that sort of stuff you know we we in our family are just like every other family to have those sorts of conversations now there is a sense in which uh, it feels that knife crime is on the rise why do you think that's happening well, I think there's several reasons. And, and what's become quite clear in our conversations with head teachers, uh, with young people themselves, with clergy who are in areas of, of where there is youth violence taking place, is that there's no one particular reason. I think if there was just one reason out there, then we would have come up with a solution uh, quicker than, than we have done. But it's a myriad of reasons. And I think in different places, it means different things. So actually, it's a very complex situation, but there's various things associated with it. I mean, I do think austerity has a key role in terms of all that. You know, the levels of youth clubs which are there for children to go to, uh, after school activities for children to go to. I think that's an issue. I think there's an issue too around aspiration and how children, where they find their aspirations and their role models and so on. That's a that's an issue. The general issues around poverty, which you know, the gaps between rich and poor in this capital city are huge. Uh, and children navigating those differences around poverty and you know uh, a cheek by jowl with people of enormous wealth with enormous uh, with enormous poverty as well those sorts of issues as well are, are side by side but i think also there's something around social mobility in all of this and and 
you know, we are in a in a world, I think, where people uh, who are particularly in areas of deprivation have lower levels of social mobility. So relationship with place becomes different. And I think how people relate to the places where they live uh, actually does depend on wealth and depends on whether other people are making decisions about your housing and so on and so forth. So I think it's really complex. I think the other issue which does con- concern me as it concerns, I know, many, many people are also the levels of addiction in London. And I'm aware that there are uh, critical relationships between drug misuse and people using drugs as a coping mechanism and violent crime on the streets. And, you know, that affects not just London, but the home counties and beyond. And what's really clear is that the issue around county lines is very real. You know, young people are being groomed into county lines activities for one reason or another, finding places of belonging and all, you know, friendships and, and so on and so forth. And it's a real concern knowing that quite a lot of these issues are being fueled by those who are outside London, those who take cocaine or whatever it might be as a recreational drug or sometimes, as I say, as a coping mechanism. And I'm really concerned that those associations are, you know, they need to be really made very clear that these associations are very real in terms of this being international drug trade, which is also fueling the issues of of um, of serious youth violence. And so it's not just something which affects isolated communities. This is a whole societal issue. And uh, you're a bishop, you're a father, but you've also been a parish priest. How have you seen uh, violent crime affect people in the community? Thank you. I've uh, spent over 20 years in inner city areas uh, in Wilsdon and King's Cross and Somerstown, and also uh, for for nine years as the rector of Hackney. And I mean, I go to Hackney as my main experience, really. I was a governor of several schools and also on the uh, management committee of the pupil referral unit of Hackney. And I think every year I was taking the funeral of a young person who'd either been stabbed or shot or associated with the funeral of a young person and you know as a governor of the local schools you see the impact which something like that takes place on friendships on families uh, upon networks of people and it just rips the gut out of communities when those sorts of things take place and and you know you see people responding in all sorts of different ways when there's such a tragedy within a within a community and particularly when it's young person against young person uh, in terms of, of, of knife crime and you know but when you see those sorts of and, and you're part of those sorts of funerals working with a family who are absolutely distraught uh, and with the all the implications of all that I mean you know it affects you personally as a parish priest uh, with a real heart for the communities in which you're serving you can see the way in which it really affects the the, the families and the communities concerned and you know one of the dangers of course is for those who aren't caught up with it you become a bit more blasé about the particular issue and, and it's recognising that every time there's a stabbing mm-hmm. it's a failure of the wider community and it's a failure of us as society in terms of being able to protect our children so where is the solution? You know, where is the hope for this? Well, I think it's a myriad of solutions, actually. I think, you know, you look at some of the pockets of work that's taking place across the diocese and beyond. You know, I'm conscious that it's not something that we as the Church of England are going to sort out just by ourselves. But there's a really key thing here. If we are about being a church for all Londoners, particularly around young people, there's a response here about making sure that there's joined up thinking, that there's a a, a real focus, I think, on the public health approach. I really welcome that approach from the government around the serious 
uh, youth, uh, the, the violence reduction unit uh, with, the, with City Hall uh, and beyond, with a real focus mm-hmm. on developing good quality partnerships and recognising that this is everyone's responsibility. Mm-hmm. So we see that in Enfield with the Love Your, Love Your um, Doorstep scheme, which is about getting you know mums, dads, aunties, grannies, uncles, whoever it might be, out in high-vis jackets, uh, out on the streets to make the streets safer. Incidentally, particularly between 3.30 and 5.30 in the afternoon, these are the times where children feel most acutely at risk of serious youth violence, and the instances will bear that out. Um, so it's creating safe streets. It's also recognising there's a number of really good projects now. I'm thinking of the one in, in Wood Green in one of our church halls, um, where there's that where there's creating safe spaces uh, to take place. There's obviously the uniformed organisations, which are about creating good, strong partnerships and good, strong uh, communities, as well as some fabulous detached youth work that's going on uh, with XLP and with certainly a number of our parishes and, and beyond. I also think there's something about exclusions that we need to take really seriously, not to say our schools don't take it seriously, because I'm in awe of the way in which uh, our 151 church schools across the diocese work alongside those who are particularly at risk of exclusions. But what happens when a child is excluded? You know, where do they go? And I think there's a question upon us in terms of what does good alternative provision looks like? You know, what does a good pupil referral unit uh, look like? And what is our response as a church in relation to those sorts of things? I'd also argue that there's a, you know, there's a, there's a really good track record now of, of having people acting as mentors to young people. And, and from my conversations with our head teachers, you know, many of them are crying out for mentors to come in and provide some place of stability in our young people's lives. And sometimes lives can be fairly chaotic. And, you know, I'm aware that when parents have to work or whoever's looking after children have to work long hours in order to put rent, uh, uh, to pay for the rent and put, put food on the table. It means that there are there are times where children are, you know, just watching computer screens or, or, or you know, finding ways in which to, to, to fill their time and beyond. And there's really good research now that demonstrates that good focused uh, mentoring work uh, with our young people can actually be a life changer. And so uh, so I think there is something of the way in which we as a wider society sort of say, do you know what, the upraising, the upbringing of our children is a collective responsibility. Therefore, what is my personal responsibility as a result of the increasing levels of gun and knife crime? So, Bishop Rob, if somebody's listening today that may be part of a parish church, what could they practically do? I think uh, the first thing that we can practically do is pray. That's really important. I think the second thing is creating a culture within our churches, which is about listening to young people. How aware are we that our young people may need to take three buses rather than one to come to any after-school activity that we may we, we put on? How aware are we really of the places and areas within our parishes that you know us as adults may not feel threatened by? But what does that area? What does that? What does that? place look like through the eyes of young people so there's a listening exercise that we need to do we need to be raising up the voices um, of our young people and in something more strategic I think when young people do speak about areas which need some sort of um, uh, affected ministry some sort of focus ministry take them seriously it's not just them kind of raising something in terms of hot air but let's let's take the words of our young people seriously I think beyond that there's a good question in terms of asking 
asking, are there any other youth clubs, youth groups which may need some support? You know, I'm aware the uniformed organisations are always looking for adult support. I'm also aware that schools, I've said earlier on, are looking for opportunities for mentoring. Uh, uh, so it may be that's something which is important. I mean, on a very grand scale, if people are interested, you know, there are issues around adoption and finding good homes uh, and safe homes, stable homes for people who have come out of some of the most traumatic uh, experiences, perhaps, you know, particularly for, for young children. The adverse childhood experiences are now well documented that when children live with those, they are more likely to end up in some form of, of serious youth violence. So it's about being able to identify those uh, issues of, of, of adverse, serious adverse childhood experiences and perhaps stepping in a very, in a, in a very broad way, or, uh, which is about, which may be about uh, providing some form of adoption. The amazing thing is that as I travel around London and I look at projects, there are fabulous projects which are bubbling up all over the place. And I think there's a real indication of God being at work uh, in our streets, having a detailed focus upon the needs of our young people and raising up people, uh, uh, adults and beyond, who are listening and who are putting their efforts uh, in the places where they've been listening uh, to in order to bring some degree of change. And we see that in our parishes. We see that in our churches. We see that in our schools. And I'd really encourage anyone listening to this to get behind those different initiatives. And certainly I think that key of uh, doing this in partnership that we can't do it alone and, and therefore, you know, supporting some of those organisations that are already doing things. I think that's right. And, and finally, as a diocese, what more could we be doing as a diocese, do you think? I mean, it's a really important question because uh, we are thinking at the moment about our future direction the next 10 years what do we want the children and youth work provision to look like across our churches raising up the profile of children and young people uh, across the diocese of london and so for us the diocese i think there is that sort of sense of you know putting our resources where our mouths are actually there's a process here of you know if we recognize that, that the raising of children is everyone's responsibility what does that look like in our parish churches uh, what does that look like in terms of where we put our resources uh, on the ground what does it look like also in terms of our decision-making processes, you know, the sort of ways in which people get involved with our churches? What does it look like in terms of leadership of our churches, the way in which we pray, the way in which we preach, the way in which we reach out to our to our wider communities? So I think we've all got to change our behaviour in terms of listening to and responding to the needs of our young people to make the sort of difference that we need to make uh, in London. Well, thank you, Bishop Rob, for joining me today. And thank you for those that have been listening. Uh, if you like this podcast, please do leave a review and share it with your friends. Bishop Rob, would you close in prayer? Delighted. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that in the scriptures, you beckon the children to come to you in front of those in positions of responsibility and power. Lord, help us to have a church which listens deeply to the cries of our young people. Help us, Lord, to respond accordingly. Because, Lord, we recognise your love is there for our young people. Help us to love them as you love them. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.